I'm Luke Summerhays. And I'm James J. Miles. And you're listening to a two-man crossover episode of Monster Mash. Ooh. Monster Hunter Luke X Monster Hunter J. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. It also felt very strange being the one to go do the ooh bit rather than actually introducing the title of the episode. So I'm all from it at work already. I I did introduce it weird. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's all right. And his son. Played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a Jericho. Coming down. Now you know. Oh, bring the wall down. Um, so yeah, this is a bit of a, a stopgap episode while we wait to tackle some more monsters with a full with a a full hunting party or a more full hunting party, shall we say? So uh, me and Luke decided we'd have a kind of a trip back down the history of Monster Hunter and, and a specific, specific part of the history of Monster Hunter in that we're going to have a look at how Monster Hunter has received some crossover events with other franchises and then maybe towards the end of this once we've had a, a little look through the list and a little chat about the list we'll speak about what we'd like to see as a dream crossover event um, down the mm. line which will be very interesting but yes <coughs> So how do you want to how do you want to get started with this one? Luke? Do we go back to the very the dawn of uh, time? Yeah, I mean <laughs> the the easiest way to do it, I think, is just to let's just go through some of the, the the more famous ones, or at least the notable ones. Like you say, the dawn of time, the uh, this storied tradition of Monster Hunter crossing over with uh, various other franchises and so on begins with um, the original. Was it the original? The first one, yeah, when apparently it- so. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter crossed over with uh, now-defunct gaming magazine. 
GMR. Apparently, the magazine only lasted from 2003 to 2005. Oh, wow. But well, that so... was long enough. Long enough for one son to get a great sword with GMR plastered on it. Maybe they were really spending money to try and get the magazine off the ground. Yeah. Can you imagine an like gamer it. doing that? Can you imagine an gamer like, <laughs> like spending tons of money to get, like, a, I don't know, a, a Fortnite skin? <laughs> a skin of the Grackler, yeah. Uh, Very niche. No. Not many people are going to know about that, but I'm sure. <laughs> this is definitely an American gaming magazine thing. Is it? I thought it was Japanese, you know? Is it an American magazine? I, I, saw, I looked at the co- cover and it was all in English. Oh, then. There we go. And yeah, this is just very... Like, American gaming magazines, for a time, were just throwing around huge amounts of money. Whereas British game magazines, I think, were always very high quality. And really... There's, like, a really interesting culture in British games, Max. Mm. But they never had the mad circulation that, like, EGM or something had mm-hmm. on Nintendo Power. I think some of them did pretty well at their height, like another likes of like the um the official PlayStation magazine used to do really well because it had the demo discs. Yeah, well, good old demo discs. Yeah, that's how you that's how you save your marketing. You don't get a fucking sword in one center game. Print <laughs> <laughs> put it with a demo disc. Sorted. But yeah, not a not a great start to having a crossover, but fortunately I think things got well, a bit more yeah, interesting. Because right- Straight after that, in Monster Hunter 2, you had Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. I think that looked like... I think that was, I don't think there was anything in-game for that there. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Because, so... obviously, unfortunately, me and Jay have not meticulously played every single event in every single Monster Hunter game. <laughs> um, we are going off some lists online to refresh our memories. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff listed that's basically, you know, they run a they ran a competition on a product. It's not really and a crossover as in game event or a crossover, yeah. yeah. But it's bizarrely still listed in all these different uh, mm-hmm. compilations of the crossovers and collaborations. So it's an odd one. But uh yes. Um before we get to go on to some of like the the real ones of a bit of meat that we can actually speak about, um, it looks as though a lot of these, I'd imagine, didn't make their way westward because they're based on uh, manga properties and anime properties, right? Like I don't remember, yeah. for example, getting like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure piece of gear, which oh, did I think happen. that's that. Um, I remember it coming up when we were talking about the. Um... The little, you know, the weird little guys from Try, your partners. The weird little guys, the gad, no, not gadjalakas. Something like that, though. Yeah, 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 but they're like gadjalakas, maybe. You might be onto Um, something there. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I remember it coming up that one of their masks was JoJo based, and it was changed when it came to the West. Yeah, yeah. No, that that rings a bell now. That rings a bell. Because yeah, I mean, basically, it's because in Japan. All of these properties are just in jump, and it can be easily arranged as one license, right? Yeah. Whereas each different manga is sold to a different licensor outside of Japan who does their own translations and blah blah blah. Well, that's so I didn't um, because like Jump Superstars never came out over here either, right? Uh, Back on the DS, DS, no. Although we just got the um, more we got the big mad PS4 one that came out, but even that I think clearly had some sort of license problems because i think that's been delisted now 
Um, oh wow! Yeah, so I guess that's why. Obviously, you mentioned big licensing reasons. That's probably why we've not seen the likes of your JoJo's crossovers. Um, Attack on Titan even got a crossover, which we didn't see, yeah, yeah. of course. Well, it's listed as having a crossover in Monster Hunter 3, which I think is just like a costume and a sword. Um, but as has come up many times in Monster Hunter Explore, the mobile game, I guess because it's quite a simple game, they can just chuck a skin on anything. You have like full-on... Um, like a devil Joe with its skin, with its muscles like showing, colossal, like the, colossal the titan. titan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a bit more involved and a bit more cool um, than just here's a weapon, here's a skin. But you can understand that it'd probably take a bit more work to model and rig that in the full on, full blown mm. Monster Hunter games, the numbered ones that is. So I can, uh, yeah, I can understand why they didn't do that. But I think the. The, the 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 anime and manga lover me does wish we got to see some of those crossover events, but I understand why not. Of yeah. course, um, I mean they do do a lot of their own. The monster hunters or monsters already throw in a lot of nice little cam references and stuff to manga. So, like what? Like what? What are you thinking of? Well, like Rajang. Well, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know why I didn't immediately think of that. It's uh, clearly getting a bit late over my neck of the woods. So, <laughs> when it's, you're waking up and getting more uh, attentive, of getting more fresh by the minute. Yeah, my power only grows. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I suppose like if we're going chronological, like throughout the the series, like we've spoken about throughout the first for the early days of Monster Hunter, it's clearly marketing and then well all crossovers are marketing at the end of the day but the tri era like free era has a lot of anime and manga properties from the looks of things and it isn't really until we get to portable third that we have i would say yeah probably one of our first big meaty crossovers events which we have spoken about before on the podcast yes Um, and this is um a classic thing so we're talking about the metal gear crossover yes peace specifically Yep. A, Peace Walker was partly inspired by Monster Hunter. Like because the of how, how prevalent That was PSP how Kojima was... thought making a PSP game yeah. should be done, right? Because Monster Hunter was the PSP game. Yeah. Well, that, that kept that console afloat in Japan in a lot of ways, right? It was 11th best-selling console <laughs> of all time. <laughs> despite the fact that over here we feel like it's a, a flop. Yeah. <laughs> Which it isn't. It isn't. It's just we compare it to the DS, which obviously right, yeah, was yeah. a machine. But yeah. But yeah, so Kojima was like actively sought this out, I think. And so it's got a lot more content to it. Mm. Um, I don't think there's much. I think in actual Monster Hunter game, it is more or less just a skin. You could, like You can get a snake costume or whatever. But then in Peace Walker itself you can actually fight a bunch of the monsters as bosses. That's right, yeah. And there's a little little story where you team up with a, a palico and he takes you off on a boat and you fight these monsters. Yeah, it looks as like... I've, I've seen footage of it and it is just very strange seeing Snake running about with a machine gun shooting a Tigrex and a Raphalos. It's just so weird, but... It's also like... <laughs> Every boss in Peace Walker is just a, a big bullet sponge that you circle straight. Yeah, so, I mean, so again... it's not that difficult to just chuck a dinosaur in there instead of a tank. I think, um, like, 
speaking of Peace Walker, like when I played that back in the day, um, like to get get myself up to speed with the story of uh, Metal Gear, I think it was definitely the one that I've had the least fun playing. But that's because, like you said, it's designed to be this multiplayer experience where you fire up a mission with your friends um, mm-hmm. and play through it. Um, and that's that's. I didn't have a bad time with it. I enjoyed it, but yeah, playing I liked it, it but solo the on the from. on the PS3 was not the way to play it. No, no, of course not. But um, I, I, yeah, I did have a bad time. It was just probably the least the least favorite of the gameplay wise of the Metal Gear games that I played. Um, but yeah, that like the this whole event from what I've seen of it is just like so strange, but it feels perfect for a crossover with Monster Hunter and Metal Gear in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you, if you've seen the um the the the. <laughs> Gear Rex that they yes, that's what I was hoping to talk about. (laughs) So the final monster you fight is they've created a like Monster Hunter version of Metal Gear Rex, where it's like a a flesh and blood creature. It's it's so strange. I know. I'd love it if that would actually show up in one of the Monster Hunter games. I don't remember if it did. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I can't remember how much of this actually was in the Monster Hunter game, how much of it was just in the. In I think, Peace Walker. I think we would have we would have spoken about it had we fought this. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't think it's been, been in any game that we could have played. But oh, I don't right. know if at the time of this crossover it was then in... But I think it looks like it was just in the Metal Gear game. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, a re- it's actually a pretty cool design. Yeah, like, I, I think Yeah, it's... you know, Metal Gear Rex is already kind of T-Rex shaped, so it's not that mm-hmm. outrageous. I think I would. I've not actually seen the fight. I've seen Snake fighting a Rathlos, but I'll need to go out and have a, a look at a video of the Gear Rex battle, um, and watch Snake circle straight this one as well. But also see like its attacks. Like just reading about it in the wiki, like it does things like it shoots like a stream of acid at Snake and does a big charge. It can also eject spines from its head to fire them as projectiles, which. Um, all sounds pretty cool. Uh, it would be very interesting. To, it'll never happen, not in this day and age. But it would be very interesting to see this turn up as a monster to fight um, in an actual monster or game. Um, that does sound like it's uh, pretty interesting. I mean, it's definitely not going to happen now with what's gone on at Konami and yeah. Kojima. So yeah, it might turn up in alas Peace Walker Pachinko or something. Who knows? But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. It, it looks a bit like um, a bit Godzilla, good Godzilla like when it's like standing up fully. Um, no, it specifically looks very like '98 Godzilla like. Mm. Which is a true aberration of nature. So yeah, yeah, perfect for a Metal Gear. So next, we get into like the 3DS era. Yes, and, this and is where there's a lot. lot of- there's still a lot of those manga crossovers like we were seeing on 3DS. Yeah. But also, be- okay. like we were seeing in Monster Hunter 3, sorry. Get but the big boss, on like 4, Piece, we're seeing yeah. loads of Nintendo crossovers as well. That's it, yeah, yeah. And these we did get in later games as well. Um, from what Yeah, these did, well, these did come to the West, right? Yes. Um, so I distinctly remember like the likes of like getting... Um, like palico costumes 
Um, yeah, I, I, I remember seeing some Sonics and some Marios and Luigi's running around when we were playing. Yep. Um, I remember you got Marth's sword and then the Fire Emblem from that game, which is like a shield with some gems in it. Oh, nice. As like a sword and shield set. Uh, and I think you actually and got I think like I remember... Marth's outfit as well. I think I remember seeing Jas running around as Samus a lot. Yes, I remember that as well. Um, which is, you know, really cool. And exactly the sort of crossover I would expect to see, at least on, on, on those consoles. It would have been interesting, obviously, to see a more full-fledged event, but I think the most we got is, like, like I think for, like, a Donkey Kong event, you fought, like, a Konga, maybe, like, a... No, yeah, they, they would... They would try and match them yeah the event. so like the um the spirits in smash brothers they try and do it that way that was exactly where my mind went as well when i started thinking about pairing up a monster to an event yeah yeah i think uh, so like and they would maybe put like a music track in there and stuff like that yeah and like as recently as rise when they did the sonic event in rise um hmm. which was it not escape from the city that played as you were like running around yeah yeah the sonic one <laughs> oh, Actually, that's the best crossover. Forget everything else we've spoken about so far. <laughs> Nailed it there. And I, I like it. I think that's a neat touch. Like, just even just including an extra bit of music track, I think, gives it a bit of flavor and makes it, yeah. you know, feel a bit more. Um, you're, it's not just a skin, you know. Like, here's try to immerse you a bit more in the actual um, the event they're trying to cross over, the game they're trying to cross over with, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I'm down for, and weirdly enough, like it took them till the 3DS era as well for the likes of Four and Generations to actually start tapping into. And when I say they, Capcom, to start tapping into their own backlog as well, because up until this point, it had been your your manga crossovers, you know, your One Piece, JoJo's, so on, and then I think they finally realised, oh yeah, we've got we've got quite a good back catalog of games like you know Street Fighter, Mega Man. Um, Devil May Cry. We should probably uh we should probably use some of those. <laughs> and uh that's when we got the like Mega Man um Palico, I remember's one that's been around for ages. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Street Fighter we'll come to later on because they did have that in World where you actually got the um Street Fighter Air Dharma, that's it. Yeah. Um I think back in the three DS um, like generations, if I remember rightly, I think it was just like Ryu's gi in a headband, maybe, mm. as opposed to oh, right, fully making you his character, fully model, yeah. giving you his character model, or I think it was Sakura as well. Yep, and, and then on Rise Akuma. Yeah, yeah, um, which uh, I think maybe it's just the more advanced hardware better engine but those were a bit more involved when they brought in their own um mm. their own uh franchises like uh, you actually had the ability to do like the shoryuken and the hadouken as gestures if i remember rightly and yeah. i think they actually did damage as well which is such a neat i'm touch. sure it was only like like the kick but still it's pretty cool um yeah like it does only like one damage like the hadouken gesture but I'm pretty sure like I've saw there are people mad. Oh, someone's going, killed the monsters with it. Yeah. Absolutely have, absolutely have, which is uh, very cool. 
And I think you got the same as well, like with Dante, where he would like shoot the guns, <laughs> like did like do his little like gun flourish. Um, although I don't think it was actually a Dante like full on character model swap. I think you just got his coat yeah, and just cut, and, right. a, and a wig. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that is Dante's whole character model. I caught a wig. Well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you saw the uh, the outrage when they didn't give him the wig in DMC. Yeah, uh, Ninja Theory one. So you're absolutely spot on. And then I think the World Mega Man crossover. I think you got your no um, well, Rice. It was it was not give you um, Rush, the dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Rice is the first one with the um, yes with the dog. Obviously, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. With the dog, uh, and speaking of dogs... And... Speaking of... Oh, I was going to say, speaking of world, oh. that's when we start to get interesting crossovers. Yeah. Um, before we jump into like the, the real nitty-gritty, I just wanted to touch upon as well, like the dog, we obviously got um, Okami at Matarasu as well. Yes. And yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, Just going, staying on that kind of Capcom, bringing in their own stuff, mm. their own crossover events. But yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I guess everything we've talked about so far apart from the Metal Gear stuff, but that was in Metal Gear rather than Monster Hunter. Yes. It's been collaboration would be the word you'd use, right? Yes, because it's very much here's a skin or a, or a Yeah, a it's weapon. a little, little promotional. It's a little nod, fun. right? Like, like, exactly. It's like um, other games do this all the time. Like, I know, like, didn't Skyrim have, like, bloody Lynx tunic? In it there, like when it came oh, to Switch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of games, like when they get ported to Switch, they have something like that. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's very much in the vein of what we've spoken about so far. But... And plus, you know, these days the likes of like all these um, free-to-play games, your Fortnite stuff, that's their whole business model is just dump a character skin in there. I think those they're a little bit more involved because they have like some of them um, can be. I think yeah, like like getting the Infinity Gauntlet is fanos, and I think like you could when they did like the My Hero one, I think like you had like power-ups for Deku and All Might and stuff like that, but yeah, um, I think they're a bit more involved than just a skin, but um, that is their whole business model though, you're absolutely spot on. But yes. But in World we had, like, is Witcher the first one, right? Uh, back in World was Witcher the first one? Real crossovers, yeah. Yes, because there was another model swap with Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. Um, but I think unfortunately he didn't get to fight like any like mech Rathalos or anything. Yeah, which would have been a really neat touch. Like I, I wish they'd kind of done that. Like uh, like having even just a, even if it was just a, a model swap. Again, I suppose that's where we go back to the point of model swapping the um, colossal titans. Joe, it's probably maybe a bit more involved than than. Plus, I guess it would have been exclusive to the PlayStation version. That maybe too. not worth Capcom's effort yeah that too to advertise someone else's game yeah um, but yeah the actual first proper one was the Witcher event which um, we talked about it because we did an episode on um, the, the monster the Leshen the Leshen yes um, but yeah you have, like there's a little story where Geralt gets warped in you play a mission as Geralt and it like I mean, it, obviously, it's still Monster Hunter, but it did feel very witchery. There's a bit more of like some dialogue options, and there's like if you free the Puke Puke early on, they'll come and help you later and stuff. That's it, yeah. Um, like actual like consequences to the quest line, which again is very Witcher, and it, I think it definitely helps having um, 
voice actor like involved yes like that just brings Geralt to life it's not just a skin then um Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, and it had like a, a, a silly little story about him transporting to your world and which meeting works the monster hunters. So, like, yeah, works yeah, well, it canon. especially works here because um, Witcher and Monster Hunter are, you know, they're about a dude who goes around hunting monsters and portals, just with very different know, tone. Like, so he could he could feasibly end up in the world thanks to portals. He was having yeah. a bit of a a globe trotting year that year actually, Geralt, because he turned up in Monster Hunter, then he turned just up in Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Soul Calibur, another one which has been famous for years for having yep. a lot of crossovers. Fucking Yoda turning up and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like, that's that's the style. Like, if they're going to do like a big crossover event, like I think that's the style we want to see. You know, like get the voice actor in, add a bit of flavor for, add, add like make make it feel like that world is encroaching on Monster Hunter, like with some of the. The way the quests are designed and stuff like that, and that, um, yeah, which I was spot on with that one. Um, I but, just remember wandering the forest as ages as Geralt, just almost like exploring a zone in The Witcher, <laughs> just like yeah, and just like well, it was like cause seeing the ancient forest through a new set of eyes in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just a little other little neat touches like having the um Igni um yeah sign to use when you play as uh, Jerry of the River, so. Yeah, thumbs up for that one. All right, I guess next one you get to go off because we had the Final Fantasy crossovers. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, now, yeah, so we spoke about the um, behemoth at length in that episode, so I won't um, go too much in depth on that there. But um, I think at the time, I remember in the episode saying... Because I, 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 I also play Final Fantasy XIV, as you might be aware. And I remember um, saying in the episode that it felt like Monster Hunter did a better job with the crossover than Final Fantasy did. Um, mm. And I think the reason I said that at the time was because in Final Fantasy, most fights um, against like a boss have a normal version and then an extreme difficulty version. And at the time, right. I, ha- I hadn't touched the extreme difficulty version, but the normal version, any any boss fight in Final Fantasy fourteen was eight players, um, which um, obviously does not feel monster at all, <laughs> and um, it just felt like you were here's a Rathalos in Final Fantasy fourteen, but it didn't have that 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 whole idea of having another franchise's mechanics coming into that mm. another game like when we speak about the witcher um whereas the extreme version which i've um dabbled a little bit with there is four players instead of eight they also okay. they also remove the ability for healing classes to heal the party and mm. instead you get a unique action to drink a mega potion which gives you like a mm. uh, pretty much a three-quarter heal of your life bar um and um you don't yeah so any sort of healing action you use at all because like some classes have got like regen skills or they'll heal damage when they attack the enemy none of that works the only way to heal yourself is through that mega potion which again is Monsanto coming into the world of final fantasy 14 um i think you only get a limited number of 
if your party member, like a party member, goes down, I think if it's right, if three people go down, the quest fails. Where even and there's no way to actually think raise like raise them and pick them up. You just get respawned. So if one person is really messing up, they could ruin the whole quest, which again is Monster Hunter. Um, yeah, coming into play, and um, I can't remember if this is in the normal version of the fight or not. There, but when I was doing the extreme version, there's a bit where another bit of like random wildlife comes into the arena and like starts scrapping with the Raphalos like a turf war, and it takes the Raphalos mm. down. And then that's you, pretty cool. You jump on its back and do like a mount, um, a mount sequence, um. Which again kind of transitions to the next phase of the battle. So I think I was maybe a bit harsh on the Final Fantasy bit of the crossover event, um, but going actually back to what happens in Water World, yeah, still two thumbs up for that. They really nailed the behemoth and just even the little things like having the the text for like the abilities popping up on screen, just like fourteen. Um, yeah, I, I can't I can't sing its praises enough. Um, and yeah, go back and listen to that episode to hear me gush more, I suppose. <laughs> For me, with only a passing sort of knowledge of Final Fantasy, um, it was all about the, the Chocobo section right at the start of the crossover. Mm. And where you had the, the um the uh Kuleyoku with the big crystal. Yep, yeah, and it's playing the music the whole time you're chasing it and stuff. That's it. And there's little cat cars around about for you to catch and Yeah. Yeah. That, what the weird with that is that the cactuar is, is just now permanently hanging out in that desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get a portal back home. Yeah. Yep. I, I suppose I think that's because that part of the event was more so not just a specific 14 crossover because Chocobos, Cactuars, and Moogles, they're, well, they're permanent fixtures in Final Fantasy as a whole, you know, regardless of which numbered mm-hmm. entry you're in. Whereas. That behemoth fight is specifically draws mechanics from fourteen. Even though the behemoth is still a recurring monster across Final Fantasy, that specifically is the behemoth king behemoth from fourteen that they've used for that fight. So, yeah, again, just a cracking crossover there. And uh, Monster Hunter always do do their franchises come into their world justice. I feel. Well, I've only now fought the behemoth in Monster Hunter and in Kingdom Hearts, so. <laughs> It's a bit different in Kingdom Hearts, mate. Just a bit different. Yeah. You can still kind of see the lineage there. A bit, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing we kind of missed, like again, it's around this era though, um, and it is, I'd say, a pr- quite a big deal. It's not something appearing in Monster Hunter, but Monster Hunter appearing in another game for the first time, in that. Um, I don't know if we've actually spoken about this in the podcast properly, but a Monster Hunter character is a playable fighter in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, yeah, because I was thinking, we, I thought you were going to say the Rathalos in Smash, which we did talk about yes, we did in talk our most recent Rathalos episode. Yes, which... Um, but yeah, yeah, Monster Hunter is the character in Smash. Yeah. In um, um, Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. It's... I don't... Have you seen, like, the cutscenes with, like... Ed a little. Like... It's strange. I think, um, what's the name of the area? Is it Valhabar? Is that the name of the area in four? Yeah, I think it's the one. I think like it, because the whole concept of infinite is 
Capcom worlds and Marvel worlds are getting like smooshed together. I think mm. Valhabar gets smooshed together with Wakanda. Okay. And, like, in the story, I think the monster hunter, the hunter, is like a soldier for um, the Black Panther, who like rules <laughs> foul Wakanda, or whatever they're calling it. And okay, that's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> it's, 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 it's odd, it is odd, and it is, these sort of stories always feel a bit like fan fiction, um, but the, the monster hunter is actually, like, the hunter is um, quite a well-designed character, and I think people were really down on that game, and mm. um, because I think visually it looked horrible, like, I think, like, Dante and Chun-Li specifically just looked like ghouls instead of their actual selves, Um but the hunter was like a really highly praised character in terms of like their move set, like all the different attacks coming out with like different weapons. So it was like a master hunter, obviously not just here's a blade, here's a dual blade user, or here's a longsword user. They would use different aspects of their toolkit. They would bring in like battle bombs for certain moves. Um, so like if you knew Monster, you would just see that like a like a move set reel of that character and just be thoroughly entertained. So it's something I recommend looking up on YouTube. Just looking up like. Monster Hunter, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, um, like moves and just watching the video and you'll you'll be you'll be dead impressed. Um, so uh, yeah, that's something that's quite cool and it's a real shame that Infinite kind of flopped as hard as it did because it would have been fun to actually pick it up and play it and bash some of your guys' heads in with the hunter. <laughs> but yeah. That more or less brings us up to today. Um, well, what's kind of crossed over with its own movie, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've got an episode of that coming up in the not too distant future. Yes, you guys are running out of excuses to not watch it. Yeah, I'll need to finally pull, pull the bandaid off and actually watch that supposed piece of shite. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. But yes, other than that, I think like Rise hasn't had a big crossover event to that degree and I don't think it will at this stage to be honest um well Rise was hit by two things there was obviously the pandemic yes and also Capcom had a big um leak right around the time just before Rise came out and I've heard speculation that made them less like interested in working with other companies for a little while oh really okay Hmm. Um, so Rise had some stuff Mostly just with other Capcom franchises. And yeah, eventually like did have Okami. that Sonic one. Okami, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, I think people were kind of down on Rise's sort of event schedule as a result of that because it didn't have the same uh, hit factor as um, as, as the world, world, world had been like yeah. pretty spectacular. I just for, for totally forgot we had the Resident Evil crossover in World as well. Um, yep, yep, yep. With your uh, Leon and Jill skins, um, and I think you fought like a, a special um, Val Hazak that did. Um, I think if, I, if you got hit by its gas or something like that, you like got zombified as a status, and your character would then like start walking towards the other hunters to like swat at them. This feels like I'm making this up, but I'm sure that was a mechanic in that fight. Also, this sounds more like I'm making it up. Couldn't you get, like, a Mr. X skin for your Palico? 
<laughs> no, it wasn't for your palico. It was for the handler. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> so like people were posting videos of like um, that cut scene where like the handler takes like when you're cooking in the camp, the handler will take like the meat out of the oven and like cook, cook like serve you your meal, <laughs> and it was just like Mister X's big grotesque face like looking in the oven and going, "Ah, dinner's ready." <laughs> Pass it over to you. Awesome. <laughs> Which is brilliant. But yeah, um, nothing really to the same degree as the world crossovers, but I suspect that the next Montana game we get is probably going to be more in line with, I suppose, maybe the production values and such of world. I think it might be a you know we're launching on all machines at the same time release, um, which might open them up to some more ambitious crossovers in future. Which kind of begs the question: What would you want to see, Luke, as a dream crossover, and how would you want to see them do it? So, my dream crossovers are not actually gaming ones, right? So, I've got two. Which go from ridiculous to really ridiculous. Okay. My first, I want to see a crossover with Alien. Okay. Okay. I think it just it fits so well because you've got you have just some xenomorphs knocking about like your small monster, and then the Alien Queen. Hmm. And it could be a new mechanic that like as you damage it, it's dropping the acid blood, and you've got to avoid that. Ah. Okay. Okay. And then, um, would there be like a halfway mechanic, like rather than getting on like a cannon to shoot it down, you get in uh, a, a mech walker to smack it about? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> or you know, they'd they'd bring in, you know, like a someone a bit stompy and punchy punchy, and you get to if it still had the rise mechanic, you could like, mm, like get right. them to fight. Yeah, like a Garangong or something like that, like smack yeah. it about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I would definitely I would definitely see if they did the an alien crossover, you would get a uh, like a face hugger swap for your palico or something like that. Yep. Which and would um be horrifying. The armor set was like made of alien parts, you'd kind of look like a predator by the end of. Yeah. I'd, I'd be up for that. Sick. I'd be up for that. Um right, give me one of yours. I wouldn't even say oh, it's. Got, oh no, yeah, I wouldn't even say it's totally, totally out there because Alien has appeared in games before. Like I know it's just been yeah. combat, but like it's not out there. It's not totally wild. Um, so for me, I would quite like, and I don't know how they would do this because I don't think you could actually fight any of the characters in this. But I'd be interested to see what they would do with a Pokemon crossover. Like, I don't think you could, like, fight, like, a Charizard in any degree, because you couldn't, like, chop bits off them. <laughs> like, really. Right. But I, 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 I wouldn't know. I would like to see what they would do if they were told and given the brief, like, okay, give us a, give us a Pokemon crossover. Like, would you maybe get, like, a really souped-up Palico? And, like, it would be, like, a like a Pikachu 
for example, and that's maybe like how you did the majority of your damage. Maybe but that would be cool. Or or maybe you um they bring back in the next Monster Hunter the ability to play as Cat, and in this event you then play as the souped up Palico with like a special power, like a like it would be like a Pikachu, or or you would get the choice of picking a starter, whatever starters they go for, and then you just have to fight a monster, so they don't have to they don't have to get over that hurdle of killing and chopping bits of a Charizard or something like that. Um, that I think that would be an interesting way to do a crossover like that there. Um, but I'd just be quite interested to see Pokemon in the Monster Hunter world because it's not something they've done to my knowledge so far. They've touched upon pretty much every other major Nintendo franchise in some way, shape or form, even if it's just a skin. But that would be quite neat, I think. Um, but I don't know what your thoughts on that as the you know preeminent Pokemon fan between us, but yeah, I do wonder. There's, I think there is probably a hesitancy on the Pokemon company's part to cross mm. over with Monster Hunter because of the implication, right? Yes, I, even if there isn't any hunting a monster, that would be what the headlines would say, right? Yeah, I think Monster Hunter would be a well up for it. Pokemon company probably wouldn't. Yeah, um, that would be, it'd be cool if they did like a mechanic where it's like a special quest where. You don't have any attacks, but you can just launch monsters at monsters. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to see something. I don't think we ever will, though. No. Shame. My other one. Yeah? I want to fight a tripod from War of the Worlds. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, because I've been obsessed with War of the Worlds since I was like six years old. <laughs> Fair. You know, I just I think it's I, I started thinking about it when one of the monsters we were hunting and it had like something in the description said something about heat ray. So I put in a little clip from the Jeff Wayne version in the podcast. And I started thinking like Oh yeah, it'd be pretty cool to hunt the tripod. <laughs> <laughs> Although actually it would be a terrible hunt because it's just got spindly legs, it'd be the only bit you can reach. Yeah, that that's that would be the issue there. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to see like a more like like a full on attack on Titan crossover could be in. even if we just saw those skins that we'd seen in Explore come through to the main games would be cool but I, I'd also like to hunt an actual Titan hmm. I think um, I'd be interested to see how they could do it because I've, I've seen footage of the Koei Tecmo actually like attack on Titan officially licensed games mm. And the combat on that always looks a bit ropey, but there's some like, how caught up are you on Attack on Titan? Like, I've I've read the whole manga. All right, fair enough. Well, like, spoilers for Attack on Titan, folks. There's a Titan that like walks on all fours. Um, mm. That's um, would be very much an interesting fight. I'm not sure how much how well the bipedal Titans would work, but I think something like that that it's a bit more bestial in appearance with with oh, the mayor's she's like the titan i least want to hurt yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just trying to think about anything else i would really enjoy i mean the selfish part within me would always want to see another final fantasy crossover of course <laughs> um and uh, but then again, whenever when I think about a Final Fantasy crossover, I'd want to see them fight like 
one of the primals, like the, the likes of like your Titan, Ifrit, Shiva. But then I can see exactly why they chose the Behemoth for that there. So it probably it probably wouldn't work all that well for that aspect, which is a shame. Um, I think what would be interesting to see, and it would be my second dream crossover, would be a Devil May Cry crossover, but one that isn't just a skin. Like, so you fight someone like the demons and stuff. You fight like one of the demons from the game because they're fairly generic. You can you can chuck one of them in, one of them in without having any real issues. But I guess is there are there, is there one that would be like iconic enough, or are they a bit too generic? Um, no, they're all fairly generic. the the <laughs> The only iconic fights in that are against virgil <laughs> really so you can't just fight a lad with a katana it wouldn't really work yeah I, I in terms of enemy design i definitely see people raving about bayonetta a lot more than i do definitely cry yeah um so i guess maybe like a spectacle action crossover like that and it would be interesting to maybe i don't know how they would do that for actually playing as the character though like would you play as maybe like a like an insect glaive, like just flipping about like crazy, or would they have like some special moves, like for example, the jump action in that Final Fantasy quest, which you could use to dodge some attacks, like. Uh, but yeah, like a spectacle action game would be interesting. Alternatively, if they're just going to do another skin crossover in future, um, give me a Kazuma Kiryu skin so I can you know punch yeah. monsters out. <laughs> That'd be good. With um optional chuck a bike at lads attack that'd be good as well but yes and of course the ultimate Luke Samahay's answer I want an avatar crossover <laughs> let me go hunt on Pandora I've got that Ubisoft Hello. game coming out mate you're going to enjoy that right Even if they weren't cunts, their games are shit. Well, it's going to be Avatar. You're going to buy it anyway. Why not? I'm probably not. But yes, um, I guess that's us for this week then. Now that we've uh, yeah. cast our dreams out into the ether and tried to will them into existence, we'll have to wait until Monster Hunter 6 to see if they come true. Do you want to tell them what we'll be doing if Jess shows up next week? <laughs> if we have a third man for the podcast next week, we're going to be tackling a number of the subspecies, probably three of them, and which three it is, we'll have to wait and see, because I've forgotten. <laughs> but it'll be three of the subspecies that we haven't tackled from the base game that we feel we can smoosh together, have a bit of a chat about and uh, regale your ear holes with some subspecies chat and information and banter perhaps but until then Luke where can we be found you can find this podcast on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod or on Facebook YouTube Spotify Apple Podcasts just search Monster Mash Podcast don't search Man Luke's Life I Sound True which I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to help support the podcast keep it online you can go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius and there you'll find links to the other podcasts that we make like Luke Loves Pokemon, like The Game Game Show, like Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. There's the Twilight Zone podcast, Time Enough podcast. There's some real weird ones that Matt started putting out. 
And uh, yeah, if you give just a dollar a month, it will help keep the show online. And hey, why not tell your Monster Hunter loving friends? Yeah. You know, there's not many episodes left at the current point in time, but there's a big old backlog they can go back and listen to if there's monsters that they like. Yeah, they might learn something. Or at the very least, they might have a laugh at the shit that we chat. We do chat some shit. In the meantime, though, Jay, what can they tweet (laughs) at Andyman949? Well, uh, they should tweet at Andyman949 what his his dream Monster Hunter crossover would be. It's probably also going to be a Yakuza crossover. He'd also probably want to see Kazuma Kiryu chuck a bike at some monsters. But look, I was going to ask you, what they, what can they tweet at Shaolin underscore Jaster this week? I think they should tweet at Shaolin underscore Jaster um, all of their ideas for what podcast they would like him to cross over with by being a guest on. Because <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would definitely appear. Well... On that passive-aggressive note, (laughs) we'll catch you next time. See ya!